It's time for the 8-Minute Devotion. The 8-Minute Devotion is a daily message that fills you with hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Here's your host, Pastor Cameron Walcott. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the 8-Minute Devotion, our Tuesday episode, and we are looking at the book of Romans. We're looking at Romans, and uh, the first theme in Romans we're looking at is the wrath of God. And, you know, some of the scriptures we looked at yesterday and we'll look at today, they're part of what's often called the Romans Road of salvation. You know, this concept of the Romans road, that in the book of Romans, you can see different key signposts that point us towards what it means to be saved in Jesus. And yesterday, we looked at these first two great truths, uh, that there is no one righteous, no, not one, and that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And we looked at that to make it clear that none of us on our own can be righteous outside of Jesus, that none of us on our own are righteous outside of the grace of God. And every single one of us have sinned. And, you know, that's why every single one of us outside of Jesus, which we'll be talking about so much the next few weeks, but first we need to establish outside of Christ, we are lost, we are doomed, we are subject to God's wrath. Because if all have sinned, as we saw yesterday, what is the wages of sin? What do we get when we sin? How many of you have ever worked a job? Probably almost everybody. If you're over the age of 16, 17, 18, most of you have worked a job in one way or another. And you know, when you're first starting, when I remember when I was 14, I got my first real job at a restaurant called Sign of the Beef Carver. And it was here in Clinton Township, Michigan. And my job at Sign of the Beef Carver, when they first hired me, I was the salad man. It was my job to make sure there was salad set up at the salad bar for people to take. And they paid me. If if they wanted me to do this job of getting the salad and cutting the tomatoes and all of that work, I wasn't going to do it for free. They needed to pay me. And back then in 1990, I think it was 92 or 93, uh, minimum wage was $4.25 an hour. So they paid me $4.25 an hour to move that salad around. You know, after a while, I became the vegetable man. I got promoted. After that, I got promoted. I was the mashed potato man. Finally, after about a year and a half, I became the beef carver, the one who sliced the big pieces of beef in front of everyone. And I had moved on in life. And by then, I was making like $5.25 an hour. I had hit the big time. But my point in that is that I was only going to do the job if I knew what my wages were going to be. I wanted to know my wages before I did the job. And did you know when it comes to sin, the Bible promises us what our wages will be? And of course, it's not a positive thing. It's a horrendously uh, horrific negative thing. But the Bible promises us what the wages of sin are will be. And what does Romans 6 tell us? What does Romans 6 tell us about sin and what and what happens to those who give themselves to sin? Romans 6:23, for the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin, the payment for sin, the repayment for what you've done wrong is death. What do we have waiting for us if we sin? Certain eternal death is the fate of all sinners and we have all sinned. God's wrath against sin, friends, it's not just a passing thing, but it is eternal. Eternal judgment, eternal punishment 
for all who have sinned. And that leaves every human being who has ever lived in a tremendous amount of trouble. Because we saw yesterday we have all sinned. And now we're reading that the wages of sin is death. We are all in a tremendous amount of trouble. We're all in a tremendous amount of pain because we've all sinned and the punishment of sin is so great. God's wrath is against all and that punishment is death. And you know, I believe that this aspect of wrath is missing in much of modern evangelism. Often we tell people, well, God loves you and has a wonderful plan for your life. We tell them that God gives them excitement in a real life. We tell them that God thinks you're awesome and he wants you to have an even more awesome life by following him. And there's aspects of truth in everything I just said. God does love the world. He wants all to come to salvation. God does have a wonderful plan for each one who will turn to him. God does want to give you real life and the abundant life. And God, in a sense, does think you're awesome and that he really does want to know you. He really does want to spend time with you. Those things can all be true, but we can't then also ignore the fact that if they reject God, if they reject his salvation, if we reject God's plan, he doesn't just say, well, that's too bad. I wish I could have given you a cool, cooler life, but you just keep being awesome. No, if you reject God, his wrath and his anger is on you. It is a sure and a certain thing. If I reject God, if I reject his salvation, his wrath is on me. You see, God's anger burns against sin and unrighteousness. And anyone who rejects his plan of salvation, anyone who says no to his free offer in Jesus Christ, is subject to his fury. If we don't turn from our sin, God's plan for us is no longer uh, wonderful. God's plan for us is eternal damnation. If we do not turn away from our sin, his wrath is against all. So see, before people can accept salvation, many times we first need to know, let them know that there is real danger for them. We can't just give them the, oh, everything's cool, everything's awesome. Sometimes we need to let them know, yes, God does love you. Yes, God does really want to know you. But if you reject him, there is punishment. There is severe wrath of God against you. Let's say, you know, sometimes in modern evangelism, we try to sell people the parachute without first telling them that the plane is crashing. Let's say you're on an airplane and I'm sitting next to you and I try to tell you, hey, put on this parachute. It's the best parachute. This parachute's awesome. You're probably going to say, no, I don't really feel like wearing a parachute. I'm just fine as I am. But if I say, no, no, it's an awesome parachute. This parachute will make your ride awesome. You'll say, no, no, I don't want the parachute. But now conversely, let's say I told you, I just talked to the pilot. The pilot told me that we are about to crash. We're about to hit a pocket of air. He knows that the plane can't make it. If you don't put on this parachute, you are going to perish. It is certain. The only way to escape this uh, crash is to put on this parachute. I have one and I'm freely offering you one. Put on the parachute. What are you going to say? You are likely, if you believe me to be credible, you are going to put on the parachute. Not because, oh, the parachute's going to give me a more awesome ride, but because the parachute's going to save you from certain, and from certain death, from certain disaster. And you see the gospel, it doesn't only give people a more awesome life, it also saves them from certain disasters. So we need to let people know the full story. The plane is crashing, disaster is coming, but God has made a way to escape. 
God has made a way to escape. And that's what we're going to start looking at tomorrow. Yes, God's wrath is against all sin, but God's wrath is also escapable. You don't want to miss it on the 8-Minute Devotion. Thank you for listening to the 8-Minute Devotion. Please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to or watch it. And email us at the8minutedevotion at gmail.com with any questions or comments. May God bless you.